Welcome, everyone, to the latest episode of the Here's Johnny podcast. Uh, before we get going, I'm actually going to turn the mic over to someone who I haven't recorded with for a long time because he's been doing stuff, but he is here in Justin. Hello. What's up? Nothing. Oh, man, I just remembered I, I originally had planned uh, to do something <laughs> here, but I kind of forgot. <laughs> Uh, well the floor is yours man obviously we haven't really talked a whole lot i don't even know a whole lot um we are joined by once again our patron and good friend of the show ginger thrust hello his long-awaited planned episodes we're pretty pumped to do that uh but yeah we just kind of wanted to let justin kind of catch people up and fill people in on what's been going on um uh, I got very sick, and then I moved, and then I got sick again. Uh, <laughs> I had adult hand, foot, and mouth, which uh, was not fun. Uh, it's basically just like a bunch. I, I woke up one day, and I had a bunch of blisters on my hand, and I just thought it was from work because I work with my hands. Uh, and then I went to the doctor, and they said, are they on your feet? I said, no. And then they said, are they on your balls? Well, I'm, are they on your testicles? And I said, yes. I think so. And he, they looked, and he, they were like, yep, that's hand, foot, and mouth. So. I did not know that that was a place you could get that. That sounds terrible. It's, it's not in the like very brief description, hand, foot, and mouth. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't either. Um, uh, but yeah, other than that, like I'm mostly healthy now. Uh, I wanted to save it until we were recording to tell uh, you guys uh, the new uh, health update. Uh, so I, I do have to go for a testicular ultrasound Okay. Uh, at the end of January because blood came out of my penis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. They think what? it's just, they just, they think it's just a burst blood vessel. They don't think anything's bad because I'm not in pain, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and not peeing blood. What does that even mean? Ejaculating blood. I feel like there's a tie-in somehow <laughs> to the religious segment uh, here. <laughs> yes, you mean when I started to pray to God <laughs> that everything Jesus. was okay and I thought my I was dying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes, this is a lot, so going back to my days working at the cattle ranch and doing sexed semen sorting sometimes when the raw ejaculate would come in from the bulls there would be blood yeah like i i, I will say it wasn't like just like straight on like full like bleeding it was just like it was streaky so they're not they're not too concerned and because they said i'm not in pain that they're not too worried but they want to make sure because it's the first time it's ever happened to me and yeah I told them I'm a basket case, so they were like, okay, yeah, well... we'll you are definitely thing. a basket case, yes, yes. yes. Uh, the only other thing I could think of is I had a buddy at West Point who had testicular torsion. Yeah, I've heard of that, but apparently that is that that is very, like, painful. incredibly painful. Which yeah. is why they're not worried, because I'm in no, like, no pain. No discomfort, no nothing. So they just think it's like a blood vessel that popped. Well, I don't have any sort of like story that I can help you with. But, um, Man, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that you're not in pain, buddy. And I hope that it 
just turns out to be a very minor thing. Marcus and is this... way better at this than me. <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm just glad it had the the, the desired effect of just uh, halting everything. Uh, that's why I didn't want to say anything before this. But yeah, that's uh, that. I mean, that was like last week. So, and I've been told I, I, I can't. I don't mean. <laughs> I don't mean to make light of your situation, oh, no. but you just said you said that and just made me think that just one night you're just hanging out doing your thing and then you go, stop! <laughs> Blood is out of my dick! <laughs> uh, you are not wrong. It, it, it was more like, wait, what the fuck? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Thank God Canada has health insurance for free because... Oh yeah, I've, yeah. In the past like month, I've gone for, this will be my second ultrasound. <laughs> not, not. Well, they they had me get. They wanted to like just double check me when I got like sick, like uh, like two or three weeks ago. <laughs> so they just ultrasound me all over, except for down there. Uh, and then I had an X-ray too because they they wanted to make sure I didn't have bronchitis or not. Or sorry, walking pneumonia. They wanted to make sure I didn't have walking pneumonia. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, other than that, though. <laughs> Yes, Marcus and I shot the shit last week for a full hour, so why don't you let us know what you've been up to since it's been about a month since you've been on the podcast. Okay. Live, at least. I'm just, I, I'm I'm going to do the usual, like, what have you been consuming yep. or whatever. Okay, so I'm going to start with movies because it's the shortest of the list. Okay. Uh, so I've watched Violent Night and Glass Onion. Have we, either of you seen either of those? So we talked about Glass Onion last week. Yeah. I yeah, because I, I I watched it a few days before we recorded last week. Right, and Larry uh, hadn't seen it yet. I still haven't seen it. No. Okay. Then have either of you seen Violent Night? Devin and I were literally on our way to go see it when we had to like change plans. So I've not seen uh, that either. It is streaming. It is uh, on what? I'll, I'll hook you up. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> it's, Understood. It's, it, yeah, it's uh, streaming on Justin's computer. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. It's like it's definitely become like a new Christmas staple in our house. Cool. I think. Um, other than that, uh, TV shows. I watched the second season of Chucky. It's good. I enjoyed it. I watched the Dragon Age anime. That's good if you know Dragon Age. If you don't know Dragon Age, a lot of it will go over your head. Unfortunately, um, started Letter Kenny season eleven. It's that shows. Uh, lost a lot of its luster and like passion. I think there are a lot of them are just kind of in it for the money now. Well, I was always second tier to Trailer Park Boys. What? Oh, fucking Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> God damn it. Um, and then I actually also f- started and finished. Uh, I had to restart it because it's been a while. Uh, Demon Slayer Season 1. Was that anime? Yes. Have either of you seen Demon Slayer? No, I've heard of it, though. Both of you need to watch this show. It <laughs> is amazing. It is, like, hands down, one of the most, like, beautiful animes I've ever seen. I mean, I haven't really seen a lot of animes, so I guess I'm not saying much, but it is beautiful. Um, My plan is to watch Chainsaw Man now that the first season's done. Right. That is something I have to do. I never even... I, I know, you stopped. got me hooked on it, and then you just abandoned me. <laughs> I got busy, okay? <laughs> Um, books, uh, I finished, uh, Infected by Scott Sigler. It's just a book I read every now and then. I enjoy mm-hmm. it. It's about, like, these, it's like a bit of an infection, basically. Um, 
and then I actually started reading through the Witcher book series again. I haven't done oh, it in cool. a long, long time. So I finished the first book, Sword of Destiny, and then I'm currently going through Last Wish, which is the okay. second book in the series. Um, yeah, Dev has those. She got those from... My friend got it for, for her birthday. Yeah, uh, so the audiobook is like, it's okay. The person is very dry who reads them, which makes it a little tougher to go through, but it's... I'm not working. What else am I going to do? Yeah. Um, uh, Game-wise... Okay. Uh-oh. Here we go. <laughs> um, I started the Crisis Core remake. I bought it. <laughs> That's as yeah, far as I've it's, gotten. It's 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 enjoyable. I enjoy it. I never, I've never actually played it before. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm very early on. I think I'm like chapter three uh, because I started and finished the Witcher 3 with, like, the next-gen stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, played a little bit of Graveyard Keeper. It's like Stardew Valley, but you tend to a graveyard instead. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's definitely not as fun, but it's it's got its... I mean, it's funny because, I don't know, you're tending to a graveyard. I don't know. I enjoy it. Um, I played Mad Max. Uh, that, that's a game I haven't played since 2015. Uh, I didn't fantastic. know there was a Mad Max game. It is... I think it's a really good game, but I don't think a lot of people would. <laughs> it's definitely a super janky game. Um, I played, started, and finished uh, Dragon Age Origins uh, because I watched the anime and it made me want to kind of go back and play through those games again. So I've also started Dragon Age 2. Um, played a little bit of Gold- Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, I'm almost done Fatal Frame 2. I started last week. And I'm on chapter 8 of 10. Larry, there are... Remember? Do you remember in Fatal Frame 1 when there were those points where it was like instant death if you touched this person? Yeah. There is a lot more of that. Fuck. Yeah, and it just kind of like... So my plan was to start... was, Was to play that. I have the 16th off. If I played it the whole day, like I woke up and that was all I did for the day... I think you'd be. I I am four hours, maybe five hours in, and I only have two chapters. And I think that's more responsible than when I started to play the first one five hours before midnight the night before we were recording. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I would absolutely get on because there are ghosts that are so far the hardest like there is this these pair of ghosts it's like the two it's like these two children and you have to fight them together but when you take a picture of one it doesn't do any damage to the ghost like so there's two of them and only one only taking a picture of one of them will damage it but you don't know until you're like yeah anyways it that yeah it's uh christ okay i'll start it i'll get the i'll Um, go get the ps3 and plug it in and get it done um, and then I played through Half-Life Alex, which is the VR Half-Life game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start Resident Evil 4 VR tomorrow uh, to get ready for... You played it, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I'm going to play through it again uh, just because uh, the remake comes out in three months. So Yeah, I have my, my 100% completion on Steam. I have to just play through a professional mode and then I'll have it get to it because I, I i think it's going to be very interesting to like put those two back to back 
Well, that's why I'm waiting on that professional mode, so I can beat that game in a sitting. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I actually Never, only have one game. It's one of my top three games ever, so. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, yeah, right, that's fair. Um, <laughs> the last game I played was Sweet Home, which is like a NES horror game, which was yeah. what Resident Evil. Evil came from, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly because I I wrote about it. I don't think it's out yet, but yeah, I wrote about it, so I played cool. through it, too. Yeah. Um, so that's it but i did want to briefly talk about two things i wrote about very recently because one of them is like getting a lot of traction okay um so i recently had a interview with bloober team about the silent hill 2 remake yes um and then i today or yesterday um i got let known that we were getting traffic through wikipedia so apparently somebody has uploaded that to wikipedia um so that's then, the second time yeah. you have been on there. First with the Dead Space three, and now this. Yeah, it's it's, it's exciting. Um, <laughs> and and then I actually heard. Um, do you guys know who Kind of Funny is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they actually talked about the interview that I did uh, today. So. That was exciting. Yeah. That's fucking um, Justin, cool. Justin, this is your world. We're just living <laughs> in it, all right? <laughs> well, so I didn't real. I thought that when they agreed to do the interview with me that they were kind of going to do an interview with a bunch of people, but apparently not a lot of info is out there yet still. Um, but, yeah. So, I don't know. It was very exciting, and it was, uh, I don't know. I'm very proud of that. Um, I do have another one scheduled to come out on Tuesday, so the day after this comes out for everybody. Uh, on Atomic Heart. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that was an interesting interview. Uh, okay. I brought up Bioshock and he was <laughs> not happy. <laughs> See, I How couldn't even you? do that since I've never played Bioshock. <laughs> well, I just, I, I, because early on in development, it was, a lot of people were like, oh, hey, this is like Russian Bioshock. So okay. I just asked him how that affected, like, the studio, really. Because, I mean, I think that is high praise. Well, not only is it high praise, but when you're in that genre, like, I think, like, you're always going to be compared to, like, the Resident Evils and the Silent Hills and the Dead Spaces. Like, even if you do something unique, if you're in space and you have some kind of monster chasing, you're going to get compared to Dead Space. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, oh, it's just man, the way I, she goes. Or, like, I if you're going to do a movie and you're going to have someone stalking a teenager, you're going to get compared to Halloween. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean... the way she goes. <laughs> uh, um, I, well, I, I, I'm just going to read you this quick excerpt from it. Uh, but, so I just said, you know, there's been a lot of comparisons to Bioshock with Atomic Heart. Um, and then they were just like, Atomic Heart is not a clone of Bioshock. And then basically... So... Went, went off a the little way, bit. The way, the way we refer to that, or I have heard a lot of people refer to that, is that's when you just say, well, I'm not a cop. Oh, I was just... <laughs> he, I'm not a cop. Like, not a cop. I very quickly <laughs> turned around from there, like back to okay. But yes, you could tell. I think that they they get that a lot, and they don't want it's, to. It's it. praise. It's not bad. They're getting compared to Blasto. Yeah, man. I heard somebody bring up Blasto <laughs> recently. It was really weird. Anyway, you brought uh, up Blasto? No, I didn't. I didn't. I heard oh. somebody in like another podcast I listened to. Um, other than that, I I saw also... someone saying that. Uh, some game that really isn't that bad they were saying was the worst game ever and i was like you don't even fucking know <laughs> you don't you don't know the depths 
Vampire hey. Vampire Hunter D. That was bad. We actually had to pause that review and like take a month and a half away from it because we were all me, you, and Tony were just getting fucked by it. Oh man, that was. <laughs> that was special. That was that was special. Marcus, that would have been worse than Blasto, but it was actually scary. Well, and then it had like that like cool weird hand thing. Yeah, the I, talking I, hand. Yeah. Um. Other, the last thing, really, is uh, I also recently had a article come out on Pride about the sexiest daddies in gaming. Um, that was a lot of fun to write. Yeah. Have you been on here since your butt plug article came out? I don't know. Do you want to tell the audience so. about what you what you get paid to write about? Oh yeah, <laughs> I wrote an article about how uh, a news piece about uh, how you can. <laughs> have sense feedback through a butt plug uh playing uh uh new bloods ultra kill yeah that was an update they added <laughs> hey at least they're updating pokemon still has not really i don't know i deleted they it had like one small patch ahead. but it wasn't the fixed the shitty gameplay yeah it's sideways oh i did play close close to protocol too but i never finished it because i there was a lot of bugs and yeah, we talked about that last week. Marcus finished it. We were talking about it a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Marcus, what have you been up to? It's only been a week. Uh, I actually do have a couple of updates on stuff. Cool. First of all, I just want to take a very quick side note. You were talking earlier about Glass Onion. Yes. And did you hear the news that Edward Norton found out? Oh, that he's like related to somebody? He found out that Pocahontas was his 12th great-grandmother. So that means Which, John Smith is his great-grandfather? I, I guess, yeah. I don't really know the lore behind <laughs> real-life Pocahontas. Neither do I. I am, I am some, negligent in that. Somehow I doubt that it involves singing trees. Uh, weeping willow trees, yes. <laughs> but I just wanted to throw that in there because I just found that out last night. And I was like, oh, that's weird. We were just talking about Edward Norton <laughs> in Glass Onion. It was odd. Um, I finished both of the shows that I said I'd been watching last week, which is I was watching season two of Physical on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. It's the Roseburn 80s dance mom show. Um, and then you and I both, Larry, we finished Wednesday correct. on Netflix. Oh, that, what a great um, show. I love that show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, uh, yeah, it was good. I had one hang up about it, which I can't really like openly talk about because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But was it the um, weird boat stuff? No, I don't care about that. It was it was something that I kind of like predicted and I was kind of hoping that that was this person if I were to have a gripe it would be that too. It was just like I guessed a little bit. There was one that surprised me. There was part of it that surprised me, but the main of it it was a little bit predictable. Yeah. Yeah, but despite it being like, you know, kind of a Harry Potter clone in a lot of ways, I think it did really well, and I hope that a season two comes out for that for sure. Um, As far as updates, uh, I did play and finish High on Life, oh, which is... How was that? that? Man, that game, like, I, I started to get caught up in some of the tedious stuff in it. Like, there's like some collectible stuff, and I'm a completionist when it comes to video games most of the time. So I was starting to get kind of caught up in that and get a little, a little bored with it. But once I sort of backed away from that and actually just tried to enjoy the game as it was, I had a blast with it. There is so much about that game that is just weird, irreverent, so much fourth wall breaking in it. 
um and i just i loved it i thought it was fantastic like as long as you don't go in there trying to look for like this huge open world experience if you just want like a like a deadpool version of a video game it's kind of that um so yeah i i i recommend it especially if you have game pass i mean it's free to download um but that kind of segues into a movie that i watched because in case uh anybody out there doesn't know there are four feature-length movies that are in high on life and one of them can be watched in a movie theater that you warp in uh you could actually sit inside of a movie theater and watch this movie have either of y'all seen demon wind no oh my god um okay i wish i had recommended this movie like as a forced entry for y'all for this season because it, it's religious demon based obviously it's kind of this is the best way i know how to explain demon wind if you walked up to a a shrooms dealer and gave him 200 dollars and said make evil dead but do it your own way that's kind of what demon wind is it's <laughs> it's the worst worst kind of weird b-movie translation of what evil dead could be um like cabin and cabin but like not in the woods it's out in like these sprawling fields this guy's like trying to figure out why his grandmother died and he knew she was involved in cult stuff and he brings along all of his friends but he doesn't tell them why they're there and then one by one they all get caught in this like fog stuff and they turn into demons which they look like that dude from goonies the hey you guys sloth looks like that yeah they look like him but like if he opened the lost ark of the covenant just like melted skin and everything and oh my god that movie was bad but what made it so entertaining and what made me actually sit and watch the entire thing was in this game high on life you go in the movie theater you sit and watch it and there are three aliens sitting in front of you that I don't know, like, whoever's voicing them, I don't know who they are. They're, I don't know if they're involved in the crew for making the game or if they're, like, professional movie commentators or something, but they did a mystery science theater treatment of the entire thing. And so I'm sitting there, like, mostly listening to them talk about this movie because that's the only way I could have made it through. But, uh, yeah, so that was my time with both High on Life and, subsequently, this weird, weird movie called Demon Wind that was probably in late 80s maybe that kind of time frame it's uh well you do get a crappy forced entry that people could vote on on the twitters it was 1990 oh wow it was really bad (laughs) coming out like like it was real bad uh nah i may hold off on that i don't know if i i have enough like bad marks with you guys like i don't know if i want to push that in there too but um that one is yeah, expected so to be bad yeah for sure um trying to think if there's anything else that i've done oh yeah and i've watched the two of the three extended lord of the rings movies as a rewatch nice after 20 years those movies still hold up extremely well i watched them over the summer like last summer and they're so good they were just done so well those will stand like those are like i think people knew when they were watching it even then but like those are the kind of movies that stand the test of time. Yeah, I just have to wait until maybe this weekend or something to watch Return of the King because that movie extended as four and a half hours yeah. long. Yeah, it's so, a beast. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I can't 
really justify it. I don't want to like do that at a nighttime kind of thing because like I have other things I want to do. But like mm-hmm. maybe maybe this weekend I'll I'll watch it and finish it up. But yeah, that's kind of all the updates I have. All right. So for myself, obviously Marcus brought it up, but I finished Wednesday. I also finished Mighty Ducks Game Changers season two. That's on Disney Plus. Um, I'm a giant sucker for the Mighty Ducks. Anything you slap it on there, I'm gonna watch it. Um, it's a it's a kids thing, but it's fine. It's cute. Maybe laugh. That's what matters. I'm also halfway through season two of series of unfortunate events. Um, How is that show? I, I it's really I good. It's I dark. Started. It's not for kids. Yeah, I think I started the first uh, season. I never finished. Yeah, it. everyone's really good at, but Neil Patrick Harris is just stealing everything that he's doing. Um, movies like, actually is kind of going to tie into what we we're talking about today, but I watched the movie This Place Rules. Have you guys heard about that? Nope. Mm-mm. So in our toxic chat i posted some of his videos his name's andrew callahan he's a gonzo reporter like he like goes and like interviews people at really off the wall places i've seen tiktoks about what you're talking about this movie yes and he did a documentary um kind of interviewing both sides of the political field in the lead up to january 6th like three days before the election until up up until uh the january 6th riots and i like the way he films people because he doesn't like set out to like make people assholes like either they they can do that themselves or sometimes you'll he'll be interviewing somebody who's obviously like a fucking loon but like they come across so sincere like it's like you don't like what it's just it's very interesting it's only like 90 minutes um and i I thought that the message he's that kind of the take home message from that was not so much like crapping on like the people who fell for the Q trap and all that. It was more like how we have created this system that allows people to get sucked up into this and the people who perpetuate it and get people sucked into the madness, get to walk away scot-free while all the other people will have their lives ruined because they bought into the bullshit. Um, it's very good. It's like, I, but I'm a huge fan of Andrew Callahan's. Like he's he's really good. But it'll, it'll, it'll kind of tie into our stuff we're talking about tonight. Um, games. I played Civiliz- Civilization Six with the P. Oh, I I heard you got your ass kicked. I got dog walked. I'm sitting there just out exploring the world, like not even doing anything, and all of a sudden I lost to religion. I had no idea. I had no idea he was that close, and. They, I'm talking like before, like we didn't. I didn't even have wheels yet. <laughs> Dog walked, so that was something. Uh, I'm playing Final Fantasy VII. I just finished up like the backstory and calm. I'm heading to Junyun. Okay. I'm going for the hundred percent. The hundred percent on Steam is a lot easier than the one on PS4. You don't have to do the Barrett stuff. There's a lot of trophies that you don't have You're to do. You're so lucky. Yeah. So that's nice. Basically, it's just like everybody's final limit break. Get all the materia. Like that kind of simple stuff. Um, playing Pokemon Sapphire, I'm trying to beat my dad for the fifth gym badge, but my team is Gardevoir <laughs> and the starter, so I had to go out and train and get someone else because those are glass cannons and cannot take two slacking. I'm guessing you guys didn't play Pokemon Sapphire. They're big. They're like they're like Snorlaxes that can hit. Okay. You said you were fighting your dad, and I got confused. yeah. Your dad's the fifth gym leader in Sapphire and Ruby. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I wasn't sure if you were talking about like your dad. No, I haven't talked to him for two years. Uh, <laughs> All right. And then I started something else, and I bought a couple expansions. Uh, Destiny 2? What? Yeah, after like talking to you, Marcus, last week, and then your TikToks, and then um, some people who wanted to try one more time for a day one raid with Lightfall reached out to me so i down okay so i downloaded it all right so from now on the only game larry will play every week is destiny 2 again it's not true i'm still going through my final fantasy playthrough we have a lot of games to review um resi 4 is coming out harry potter is coming out next month I'm, I'm taking it healthily Dead Space comes out later this month in like 20 days. Is that going to be better than um, Callisto? Yeah. I would hope yeah. so. Yeah, it's got to be better than Callisto. It's a remake of the first one, and I don't think they're changing a lot. I mean, we'll see, obviously. I don't know. Okay. Uh, and then books. I finished The Last Command. I was talking about that last week. It's the final book in the Thrawn trilogy. I have like 110 pages left in the tear. That's that uh, Arctic realistic fiction book I'm reading about, about the snow monster hunting down the, the guys trapped on the ice. And then I have like two hours left in the subtle knife. Um, other stuff, uh, I stayed up late and watched Wrestle Kingdom 17, which is New Japan Pro Wrestling's version of WrestleMania. And I sent Justin a clip from that. Yes, you did. One of my favorite wrestlers is a guy named Kenny Omega. Uh, his moves are called the V-Trigger. His finisher that no one's ever kicked out of is called the One-Winged Angel. And he returned back to New Japan Pro Wrestling after four years and literally walked out to the Sephiroth theme in Sephiroth's armor. And he like stuck his arm out and the giant screen behind him shot the wing out. Um, Wild. Even Justin doesn't even care about wrestling. Yeah, I was like, I need to start watching. I need to start watching. It was so, it was so fucking cool. And Kenny Omega is super cool too. Like, one of the the coolest stories I uh, I've seen wrestling is called The Golden Lovers. It's like him and his partner, like, are, are, they're like, they're they're dating and like how they like they, have to, they drift apart because the, the one guy is better than he is and whatever. Wrestling's fun. Um, but also, this week has been nuts, building off of, like, last week, week before. I think I mentioned it to Marcus Munchard talking about it on the show, but on Christmas Eve, or the day before Christmas Eve, the building I work at had a major water break, and then it froze, and it fried the pipes, and there's an electrical fire, and here we are two weeks out, and there is still no power in the building. There's no timeline to get the power. They just had water restored yesterday. Um, it's a shit show. That's wild. Like I, I'm very surprised. I know you, you said that they originally they were saying like forty weeks or something like that. So the building is very old, and the amp. Like I don't know how to explain it because it's not my area of expertise. But in the running up the wall in this fifteen story building is this like giant amp tower. Okay. And the place where the fire started is where all the amps collected, and it melted it. So it's going to take 40 weeks to get a replacement thing for it. So what they're doing is they're pulling, like, they're, like, taking it out of the wall and putting, 
like something else there in the meantime until they can reconstruct that piece which has a 40 week lead time people's that's insane there are professors there whose research going back to 1970 is gone they are probably so pissed <laughs> it i have never been a part of something so crazy and luckily the pi i work for he's he's new like he's a new staff so we lost a lot of materials we didn't lose a lot of like long-term stuff because we're just mm-hmm. getting started and i also <laughs> justin can tell you from our our note-taking i'm very meticulous when it comes to like like what we buy how much we spent where we got it from so we had to like give them a catalog of everything we lost and i was able to do it pretty quickly because i keep track of all that because i'm a crazy person um but there are other people who had like you said incalculable it's just i don't know it's insane So yeah, that's, I've been kind of distracted this week. I was just like, why I kind of drifted the destiny because I just wanted to hop in and like zone out. And so you've been home this whole time. I've been going in in the morning uh, just to make sure there's no new leaks as they turn the water back on to be there. If the power does kick back on, um, there's been no Wi-Fi and no power. So like I've been going to this little conference room that can reach the Wi-Fi from the building over. It just mm. it just sitting in there. Devin thinks I'm crazy, but like our bioinformatist can do work from home. Patrick is writing grants and is also doing bioinformatics, so he can do that from home. And our graduate student is has his candidacy exam coming up in April, so he can start writing and prepping for that. So like it just makes sense like I can be there to do it. Yeah. It's just dull and depressing <laughs> yeah nuts just nuts so yeah we have one last thing to talk about before we head into the discussion proper and i think it's important we talk about it as a group um and marcus my my, my wife might chime in at some point too because i think she feels similarly the question is why does larry always pick on marcus Oh God! And I, I, I thought I would let you explain your feelings. Okay. Well, first of all, I put this in the show notes as a joke. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but for the for the listeners out there, you need to know that I, like any other individual on this planet, am un- entitled to like the things that I like. And for some reason, my taste in Metallica music is just not quite up to par to some other people. It was the sincerity with which you came in with your favorite Metallica album that that really just caught me off guard. Because like I think everyone is ready for the Black Album or Ride the Lightning or hell, maybe even Garage Inc. if you're a fan of covers. I just don't think... I think the only album you could have said that people would have reacted people being me and the other members of the toxic chat would have been saint anger and even then they probably like, oh marcus has some pent-up rage he likes to get out <laughs> <laughs> well okay so 
yeah my <clears throat> my personal favorite album is death magnetic and here's why because i didn't get heavy into metallica during the time of all those other albums i kind of just knew certain songs by them but something about the way death magnetic was i i just dove into it as soon as it came out um i actually thought about you yesterday because I, I listened to a couple of songs off of that while i was in the gym from that album i watch uh once upon a time and there's an episode like a beauty and the beast because every episode is like based on a disney property or whatever and there's one where it's beauty and the beast and there's like a bar fight and in the background is the day it never comes and whenever i see that scene i was like oh marcus would be so happy yeah, see? <laughs> but but man the 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 blowback i got <laughs> for saying this is my favorite i'm i never said that this album was the best I, it's just my personal favorite justin you were there how, how do you remember it happening dude i don't remember what happened last week <laughs> okay <laughs> well I, I will say that in that chat, I think I, I do a, a healthy razzing of you, but I do not even compare to Joe and Kyber. That is true. That is very true. I can't yes. hold a candle to their viciousness. Larry is nice compared to how some of the others <laughs> treat me, and it's it's fine. You know, I haven't developed an alcohol addiction or anything. It's totally okay. See, I want you to come back to streaming because I miss your, your sweet voice. They want you to come back so they continue to harass you to start OnlyFans. We are not the same. That's true. My name is not Markiplier. I don't think that I'm going to, like, start that anytime Markiplier soon. Markiplier has an OnlyFans? Yeah, he got bullied into doing it by his own community. I didn't know that. I bet he made a killing off of it. Probably did, yeah. Me, not so much. <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, I will return to streaming sometime soon. I'm trying to find, a, like, a good week to start this month and... Because there's there's too many good games coming out this like this year. Oh, like I want trust me. I so I I sent a, a like a schedule to the the two people I write for mostly, and I was like, listen, there between the end of January and the end of March, I think there's like twelve games. Jesus Christ! <laughs> how how am I supposed to find time for that? I don't know. How do you find time to write for 18 different publications, Justin? You tell me. Yeah. And be a good husband to two kids and a wife. Exactly. And work like 60 hours a week. Dude, that's what he says. Like, oh, yeah, I almost beat Fatal Frame 2. He's like, when the fuck did you have time? What do you, what the fuck do you mean you almost beat Fatal Frame 2? I thought you. <laughs> I, I brought my laptop to work and I played on my lunch. That's a, wow. Seriously, I, like, if I'm doing like a mindless thing at work, I will sit there. And if I can do it with one hand, I will do it with one hand, and I will write on my phone in Google Docs in the other hand. I am not that good. Listen, That's impressive. I am motivated by money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So with that, I think it's time that we uh, sit back, settle in, and talk about uh, Marcus's designed episode. Justin, you can play whatever you want to here. Oh, I have something. Okay.
That's from. Of course you do. Thirty Days a Night. Hell yeah, it is. The yeah. Fu- I was just sitting here before, and I was like, oh man, I need to think of something to put. Oh wait, <laughs> no God. Yeah. Yeah. That. Oof. That's a. That was a fun movie. Okay. So I kind of want to start with the caveat that Marcus kind of included too when he was sending us his notes is that uh, this discussion is definitely reflective of our own opinions and is not meant to be critical of anybody's belief systems or their own feelings. This is more just like a, an open discussion between three friends and just trying to dive into a little bit deeper when it comes to religious horror. Um, so with that, then Marcus, I'll kind of let you have a longer pitch than you had last week about what we're going to be talking about tonight. Yeah. So I wanted to have this episode because I think it's important every now and then to try to take an objective look at, uh, at religion in general. Um, I know in America, we primarily look at Christianity, but, um, I I think this can apply for most religious systems out there. Um, there's such a like depending on where you grew up at there's such a cornerstone of your own life whether you believe in them or not they just kind of exist and especially for me here in the southeast of the u.s like it it's just a thing it's like you it's it's as normal as breathing it feels like um and so when it comes to like trying to decide what i wanted to do for this episode i wanted to have a conversation about just how prevalent it is and and its uses in people's lives and i think that the the biggest things the biggest topics were um the idea that i feel like religion can be used um as a sort of shield or safeguard to kind of protect us mentally and emotionally from the uncertainty of life um and then so therefore in a way it kind of helps mask uh, many of the fears that we have in life including you know like where do you go when you die why do these things happen whether they're good or bad that kind of thing but then i thought also we could maybe flip that a little bit and go see how like religion can be used as an offensive weapon whether it is to fuel your own doctrine and beliefs um in regards to what you feel about other people other cultures that kind of thing but also it's like a it's like a pretty weaponized sales pitch i think uh maybe not other ones obviously i i think i'm leaning a little bit towards more christianity here but i feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of times when it can be used to to stoke fears in people so that they in turn either believe in your system or they financially support your system or they support it through other ways as well yeah so and I'm surprised. that's kind of like the so, idea so and actually i'm surprised you want to talk about that too because growing up you kind of grew up close together the evangelical Christianity is very prevalent. Well, you in this you area. guys even have like, <clears throat> like, in God we trust or something on your money, right? Yeah. We. It's funny you say that too. I'll just bring this up real briefly. So we have that on our money, but so Tennessee specifically uh, changed their license plates this year, um, where you can choose whether to have in God we trust on your license plate or not, and uh, if you do, then it has numbers on the front like your your license plate starts with numbers but if you don't it starts with letters and i feel like in a way that's kind of interesting because it it kind of like tells people oh you must not be that big of a believer in christianity you don't you don't have in god we trust on the license plate what's wrong with that you know which it sounds petty when you maybe mention it to people who don't 
live around this but when you live in the south especially like you it, can just it, say it, when it, you live in america that's i understand <laughs> hey there that's there are awesome. a couple blue havens <laughs> well uh, yeah uh, so the reason i brought it up mostly is because like on the back of well, obviously our bills are different the toonies monopoly money no on the back of our hundred dollar bill is actually like medical research instead of like god stuff i thought the queen was in all your money uh no uh well yes so it's like her face and then it's like person doing medical research and then like the dna double helix thing and then a vial of insulin apparently on the back oh wow not some like i don't know i'm sure you guys have like a church or god or something ben I franklin i don't know what's on the back no it's on the front what's on the back of what 100 is it the philadelphia american 100 dollar because 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 for us it's a bunch uh, it's either like our federal buildings and dead presidents or... it is yeah. independence hall yeah philly okay i was yeah. right let's go larry i know my american history oh, yeah. i'm still in there god we, in god we trust in giant letters so i think marcus kind of getting us back away from talking talking scratch uh discussing religion as a form of like addressing the unknown I think you can take that back to like, like the ancient Greek and Romans, right? Like you go back to that and the god, like their pantheon of gods, was literally a way to not only describe what happens when you die, but also to explain why there are earthquakes, why there is lightning, why does it rain, why did the seas go crazy, right? And I think when you take it back with religion that far back, it does make sense because it was a way for people to ascribe some kind of reasoning to things that they just could not comprehend yeah yeah i agree and and it i think there's like a correlation there between having this stuff that you don't know the answer to and our brains like to think there must have been something greater than me that did that yeah um i mean it's the same as like for instance, if you look at a building and you think, I couldn't have built that building, somebody who is either more knowledgeable than me or, or a crew or something that's more well-versed than that had to have done that. And so I think we naturally just compare something bigger to that. And so when you think about the great unknown and the universe and all that, um, people try to tie that in to, like you said, like there must have been a greater force that built that. Um, and, and I think that's a lot of times like i don't know if other people do this for me when i watch videos about the universe and and i find out things like the universe is still expanding and is infinitely expanding and and i try to wrap my brain around that it freaks me out me too because i yeah like because because i i you we can't comprehend that right our brains just cannot think of that another thing that i feel like i can never comprehend is the idea of death like if you take away any sort of afterlife idea and you think when we die everything just shuts down and there is no waking up from that like oh, if that you follow that yeah if you follow that train of thought too much like you, your brain cannot comprehend its own mortality in that way i think because we're always expecting to wake up at some point i will take you one step further so if you take that concept and then Devin messes with me sometimes and talks about how the idea that there is no free will 
<laughs> so you, oh, so wow. you, you take away some kind of afterlife, right? And then you say that everything that happens is predetermined. Like there, is, like the, you have no control over any of your actions. Or like even you choosing to not do something was already predetermined. That is a very, very scary concept. And like we talk about on this podcast, how scary does not necessarily mean jump scares or something that makes you cringe, right? It's something that literally just <laughs> gets you. Gets you. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think humans naturally look for an answer to that. Yeah. Right? Or, or even something more grounded. So like, why did my why did my father pass away at this age mm-hmm. when I, I mean, he should have had a much longer life you know yeah why do people, why do kids get cancer like why do terrible things happen to like good people there's there's all these giant questions out there and sometimes it's sorry i'm trying to make the view different and it just started something weird i'm sorry you just scared the shit out of me uh sorry it's okay. And sometimes so it just makes it very it makes it a, a much easier pill to swallow. It is. It, it yeah, because it's it's if if you if you attribute all of this to a force that's unknown that defies metaphysics that defies just physicality and everything that's tied in with that then the burden for having to explain it in greater detail i think kind of goes away because then you're just like oh you such and such a deity is responsible for that okay well then that makes sense. yeah because at at a certain point you you tap out to faith right and i think that Mm -hmm. that's it's nice and i i think that that can that even happens with like people who are like maybe even atheists who obviously don't agnostics don't care atheists believe there is no god right something like that yeah agnostic is is the idea that like you don't really care but you're willing to maybe have an open mind about okay. it i think and i i don't know i think that it's i think when religion is used in that way when people use something higher to define something that they cannot understand I think that 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 does not bother me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with anybody believing in whatever they want to believe. You know, if it if it brings you peace and it doesn't hurt anybody and it doesn't infringe on somebody else's beliefs or lifestyle, like go off. I don't I don't care what you do, and that's always ever since i got out of college that's always been like my belief yeah. in anything like like i may disagree with you concerning certain religions and that kind of thing but were you raised it, super it, conservative it, growing up i can only imagine yeah yeah so a very very brief timeline of my life was you know growing up in in the middle tennessee area definitely super conservative uh my grandparents were presbyterian um and so we went to their church for quite a while i'd say up until my teenage years um and then from second grade all the way up until i graduated high school i i went to two uh christian schools oh wow um yeah i i will say that like despite the religious aspect of it i'm very fortunate i i I know that i'm very fortunate to have that opportunity i know there's a lot of people that can't Mm -hmm. do that 
um that was fueled mostly because like my mom wanted me to have like a like a good education and she didn't feel like the the public schools in my area were good for that or safe for that sure. and then my grandmother my my, my father's fault my father's mother excuse me had the means and the idea to just put me in christian school because she was very religious and so that's kind of how that went um and the schools that i went to like the the first one that i say the longest in wasn't necessarily labeled as a denomination but i think it leaned heavily into baptist like southern baptist and then the other school that i went to for the last two years was absolutely baptist because it was an arm of the major baptist church in the town that i grew up in how are you justin uh this is all very interesting to me because i know there's a lot of like religion in canada but i literally i grew up around nothing like it i was just like nothing never i think i've gone to church maybe once my whole life wow really yeah and it was like because a friend's mom wanted to try it once so and i was sleeping over and it's safe, <laughs> so they went and i got dragged along i nothing literally nothing <laughs> so i don't That's why this, yeah. is, this is very interesting to me because i i know it's out there obviously but like i've never had to experience any of it it's I'm, it's funny that you say that too because a while back i watched this documentary on hbo called uh the way down um so middle tennis the wealthiest county in tennessee had a mega church in it that was tied in with a weight loss program called um oh i can't remember what the name of it is now it was very popular in the 90s Some fast. it was the idea <laughs> no <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> it was it was definitely like tied in with christianity it was like god wants you to lose this weight and here's how you use faith to shed the pounds while also doing diet and exercise and that kind of thing uh uh way down workshop that was the name of it way down workshop so uh what started as a book turned into a mega church in this county and when i say the richest county in, in tennessee i mean like the county that like the country music singers would probably live in and the, the ceos would live in that kind of thing and when i was watching this documentary there was a journalist who was one of the commentators in there and he said if you don't live in this area then the if you're on the outside looking in you probably find that just how common the idea of of god and christianity is in everyday life and it might seem like it seemed like a new concept to you but like in the south it is it is woven into like almost everything yeah that's that's a, that's crazy yeah because I, like like i said obviously it's I mean, christian is a thing here obviously but like you guys are talking about like presbyterian and baptist and i don't know okay sure i don't i don't know what's the difference i don't i like i don't know the difference so I'll blow your mind a little How, bit more with the yeah. denominations. I grew up in a branch of Protestant called the United Church of Christ. Oh. I think I missed 10 Sunday services from when I was a kid to like when I graduated high school. Like that was just like you were going to church on Sunday. Like you were going to church on Sunday. Um I was a youth advisor my junior and senior year of high school on like the church's governing board. 
Um, and then on top of that, I'm sure you, Justin, I, I could only imagine. Have you heard of like the Masonic Temple or the Freemasons? What? <laughs> so have you seen National Treasure? Uh, yes. The okay. first one. That's that's that's, that's all you, all you need. So you know about the Freemasons were the ones who hid the clues and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how they have like a lot of religious history tied to them. My father, my grandfather, and my great grandfather were all thirty second degree master masons. I don't know what that means. Like they were thirty. <laughs> they were so the the, the the highest. They were they were the highest rank you could get within the Masonic Temple. Like black belt. But, yeah. You know. Oh. So, did they give you all the secrets? Uh, no. I actually, I remember one time I found my dad's book, and it misses letters. And if you don't know the code, you can't read it. Interesting. Did you? Yeah, my, hmm. I was going to say real fast, my grandmother's husband is very high up in, in degrees of Mason. Yeah. He's been doing it since he was 20-something, and he's like 92. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. I think it's important not only that we get kind of sitting here talking about like where our own kind of backgrounds our religion come from, but I'm curious for you guys, when was the first time you met someone who wasn't either wasn't Christian or was like practicing a faith that was just way different than yours? Uh, I guess when I was born, <laughs> I don't know. No, um, I actually in kindergarten, so. I don't know if I don't know what the if you guys have kindergarten there. Or yeah, what's yeah, yeah. There, okay. Yeah, we do. Okay. Um, in so I would have been what like four or five. That would have been five. Birthdays in May. Yeah, it would have been five. I met somebody who lived near me who I went to kindergarten with. I don't remember their name, but uh, they were Hindu actually. Oh, cool. So and then there was somebody else who was oh, I'm trying to remember I'm gonna... you're good so like four or five was the first time oh yeah and like uh, and it wasn't just like one person it was like a bunch of people like it was smorgasbord how about you just uh ginger oh wow um as far as practicing another religion I don't I don't, I don't know if I could give you an answer like when I first met somebody like that because I didn't ever see that anywhere like i saw somewhere in nashville like on, on one of the nicer areas in nashville i think i remember seeing a like a buddhist temple or something um but i i, I didn't meet anybody from it but i don't know maybe the first person that i met that just even wasn't christian was probably a girl that I dated my senior year of high school and her family, okay. they just weren't, they just, they didn't believe in something else. They just didn't practice anything for me. And she was, yeah, she was, so I was just gonna say, she was the one that kind of got me into like reading non Christian books. and stuff. Interesting. And then for myself, mine was college. Mine was at West point. Um, mm -hmm. one of the only places where the upperclassmen couldn't haze you was, in church or any kind of religious thing so i used to go to mosque and i used to go to temple and stuff because they, they would ever question you because they couldn't question you on it but it was like a, a safe space where you could kind of go and like relax and yeah that was so different than what i had kind of grown up on i mean they even put your religion on your dog tag 
when you're in the army. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah, That's I, wild. Well, I guess they I need took, to know that stuff, though, just in case. Yeah. I, I took a, uh, a religions in the world class in college, uh-huh. uh, and, and that helped open my eyes up to stuff. Like, I learned that the, the stories that you would read about in the Bible, like the Great Flood with Noah and all that, those were written down in non-Christian texts before the Bible was even written. Yeah. And then there's also the, the similarities between, like, the Torah, I mean, the Quran and, like, the Bible. And mm-hmm. there's, like, small things that are changed between them. And, yeah, and it's crazy, like, the the differences. Because that was the one thing that really stuck out to me. Because, like, there was never any, like, open prejudice against like Jewish people or Muslims or, or Hindu people when I was growing up because the only people around were Christians like it was it same and so like you, you you read stuff right here but like when I went there like it was more just different so that's why when I see like a lot of the religious intolerance that some people have towards other religions that's why it always just shocks me because even though I grew up like a deep Protestant like there was never ever any like of that like, I think that's, I think that's yeah, a special I, brand of religion that preaches that. And I think that's a good segue for us into, like, the second half of this conversation, which is religion weaponized. You know? Yeah. And, and, you, and just like you said, like, you and I, especially where we're, we grew up at, like, we've seen religion be used as, as a sword against people. Like, um... I remember one of the things that we read about in the Bible growing up was there's a passage in there about, I forget which book it is in the New Testament, but somebody was talking about uh, the armor of God, right? And it's like every, there's like a different aspect of your personality in Christianity that's a piece of armor, or it's like the scripture is a sword, it's a weapon to attack the evil with or whatever, right? And I think people take that a little bit more literally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I remember just growing up in in these Christian schools, especially the the latter one that I went to that was way more strict when it came to like how how regularly it followed uh, the Bible because it was tied to a church and everything. Like, like the people in that school. Like, I remember getting criticized and yelled at a lot by my classmates if my hair was touching my ear. I got yelled at that for because, West Point, but for different yeah. reasons. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That that's 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 the academy. Like the, this this was because they thought that I was sinning. Um and oh like, yeah. And Justin, you would have been screwed. Yeah, you would have, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember my senior year when we when you're supposed to be looking at you know schools, colleges, that kind of thing. There's there's a whole line of Christian colleges that they wanted you to consider. Mm-hmm. And somehow my phone number got onto a calling card for one of them. So they called me and they were like, oh, what do you want to, what do you want to do for your major? Like, have you considered what school you're going to go to? And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going go to go just to a school here in Tennessee. And they said, okay, well, what do you want to pursue? And at the time, this was when I was still heavy into dance. I was <laughs> still doing ballroom dance teaching and all this other stuff. Um, and Recruiting the children to dance, I, right? The Pied Piper? Shut up. <laughs> do not say that out loud. That's not disregard listeners it's out of context (laughs) um but anyway so i told them like because at the time i was thinking oh yeah i want to go in for a business degree and then i'll minor in dance and maybe open up a dance studio one day and i told them that 
and they got real quiet and they said well marcus the bible says that you can't hold hot fire to your bosom <laughs> without getting burned and you can't you can't dance without sinning or i don't remember i'm paraphrasing at this point i was like all right well thanks for the info i appreciate it bye um but like even if it's not openly like violently attacking or aggressively yelling like the passive aggressiveness that you can kind of see when when people disagree with one another on anything is i think accentuated in certain religious conversations so kind of a lighter version of some kind of experience that i had and this is very minuscule in comparison to what other people have felt with discrimination when it comes to kind of religious persecution when we were out in utah i like to think of myself as a very friendly person and whenever i would get like try to make a friend or try to get close to somebody eventually the conversation would come around to like are you part of latter-day saints do you want to come to the church with me and the moment you said no and you had no interest in joining the mormon church i can't tell you how many people would just like stop talking to me mm-hmm. just immediately like, just yeah. done is everything okay over there <laughs> well and it's crazy and that was like and again that's that's so small in comparison to what some other people have experienced because of it and and I, it's it's just so nuts because religion has been used to to stir up so much fear and anxiety and bloodlust for people on the top to kind of pit people against each other and like i mean th i think the the simplest one is kind of the persecution of jewish people throughout history and you can just we can just just kind of look alone at what happened during world war ii like there were people in the united states who were supporting hitler's efforts like vocally like i'm pretty uh -huh. sure henry ford was like one of those people and it's just like when you look today and one of my closest friends, Jamie, she like helped us like when we were raising money to save Dante a couple years ago now, like she helped us. Like no questions asked, she was there for us. And to think that seventy years ago people were totally cool with rounding people in her religious community up and like sending them to like concentration camps for something as simple as they were Jewish. It's insane. And I think movies like Jojo Rabbit, which recently came out, really help amplify that craziness and kind of bring it to light. But I think that's why this conversation that Marcus wanted to have is so important because like people are still doing that when it comes to things like women's access to abortion. Like they're justifying the restriction on women's bodies and their bodily autonomy because of some book that they believe in that other people just don't believe in. And I know, Marcus, you did a couple of streams right after Roe was overturned that I thought were really powerful because you were providing links and like opening a, like a forum for people to talk about it. And that is the part for me where religion is used as a weapon against people where it's just intolerable. Because that is when it crosses that line from where you're using it as faith as your pillar to like for either for morality or guidance or whatever it might be it's when you start pushing the other people and then start actively oppressing them where it's gone too far 
Yeah, and like, obviously, Larry, you and I, we have these experiences that we can speak to, and we're, we both are well aware of ourselves and know that we're speaking as, we're speaking both from a place of privilege. Oh, right? yeah. We are straight white men, and so we only, we have a very small glimpse into some of the really, really bad shit. Yeah that other community what you know marginalized uh cultures and and people people of of different sexual orientations and gender identities and and if you don't identify with anything that follows into like that funnel of what's generally accepted and and okayed by a deity then you're immediately you know attacked and like like you were saying with your friend who is part of the jewish community that that's that's we're still seeing that today yeah which is one of my best friends he was asinine. one of the groomsmen at my wedding his parents don't know that he's gay his dad passed away never knowing that he was gay they have never met his partner his mom when he was still living at home found like a phone like a tech message or something and like tried to like send him to conversion camp as like a 30 year old man oh, no. yeah oh no and that's what you're saying, Marcus. Like that's why, like my my experience with the Mormon Church and trying to make friends, like yeah, it sucks. And but honestly, it's kind of funny when you compare it to like some of these other really crazy things. I mean, even going so much as I have no experience with it, but I know in some Islamic countries, their treatment towards the queer community is horrendous, and it's it's like death on the spot, and it's yeah. all in the name of some book, mm-hmm. and it's crazy it, it, it's literally crazy like i think one of the you guys both watch always sunny in philadelphia right i haven't seen, seen it some, yeah. since uh the best episode oh I've, mac I've was out to his I've dad yes so in an early episode when mac is trying to convince the uh the girl he was trying to date and she's trans oh yes and he keeps quoting the Bible, and then this girl's boyfriend is like, the Bible also says you can whip me if you want to, because he's a black guy. He's like, well, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, well, unicorns are real, too. And it's just like, it's just crazy. It, it And I think that's the part that, scare, that personally scares me the most, is that there are people out there who, one, are willing to use the text and manipulate it to justify their really toxic beliefs and really problematic behaviors towards other people and two and this kind of goes to that this place rules documentary i watched right there are people who are willing to manipulate others using religion whether it just be christianity islam or even like cults right and get them to do insane things yeah. And that terrifies uh, me, that people are willing to bite that hook so hard. Yeah, during last Halloween, I think I consumed more religious-based horror than I ever had before. And it's, for one reason or another, I, uh, I did it. Um, but for the first time ever, I watched Midsommar. Yeah. That movie, uh, I watched it with a mutual friend of ours. Shannon, oh, cool. Uh and we yeah we were watch, we were like texting back and forth while we were watching it and i was i i was okay throughout the entire movie until the very end when the credits rolled 
and something just came over me and i had like a terrible panic <sighs> attack because what scared me the most about that film was just how blindly bloodthirsty and and violent that group of people could have been in the name of what they believe in and they think it's perfectly normal to rationalize the things they did and how other people can like join up with them and just fall into that like that scares me that people can throw logic to the wind like that and another good example uh one of my favorite shows on netflix is midnight mass oh yeah mike flanagan's yeah. show because that's another really good example of i have not of... seen it okay okay well i won't like <laughs> okay. i i literally started that at like 10 o'clock at night and watched it straight through you're mad yeah it's well, crack uh, cocaine it is amazing but see i've heard yeah. a lot of people don't like the they're ending. insane yeah <laughs> i think i think it ended it hit well. all my buttons but, justin <laughs> now is this like uh it's great like season two of uh haunting on hill house or whatever blind manor no this is okay it, it's, better it's better than blind, blind manor. manor. okay oh good because i did not like I, I think that is one that I realized I'm in the minority on because I was just a sucker for the romance. Now, yeah, I like Blind Manor yeah. for sure. Yeah, everybody else likes Chill House more. I think I just bit hard on the romance. Uh, and Midnight Mass isn't. It, it's not as like scary in my opinion as Hill no. House. It doesn't have those kinds of moments. But it, it's, I think where it gets its gravity and its power from is that idea of being so blindly um like being so blind to everything else and and following your own religion in the face of of really bad shit happening that you're willing to just do these really atrocious things because you think it's really putting you in favor of your deity right it, it it puts you in that in that light and and i think this past halloween was the second time that i've watched midnight mass and i think it hit me harder the second time because i was i wasn't as focused on like the, spooky, the mystery of it the yeah. monster yeah the mystery is there a monster in this what's going on what is what, what it's more like i was watching the people this time and yeah like the the, the humans scare me more than the demons and and things like yeah, that so, so two things and now we're talking about the movies part of this is kind of fun so justin knows i put on the last exorcism this season to review yes have you seen it jay you have you haven't right no there's a lot of movies this season i haven't seen marcus have you seen it i have not but i know what you refer so to. i'm not going to spoil it but basically it's found footage it's about Lovely. a pastor who doesn't believe in the church, but he's been performing exorcisms on poor rural communities who are like devoutly Christian to try to help them overcome their things. And this is like his last one. And that is like kind of the inverse of what Marcus was saying. It's like how people... That also scares me when it comes to religion. Is like Because I definitely... Like, I don't go to church anymore. I would not say I'm an atheist, but I definitely am probably more agnostic than anything else or more just, like, science, rationale. I, I don't even know how you would explain it, right? But it is, it's just not my cup of tea. I don't care if it is yours, but it's not, it's not mine. But there is something about, like, if you don't believe, but there is something, 
that is also kind of scary and it ties into one of my favorite tropes when it comes to vampires it was in salem's lot it was in the empire the vampire book that i read recently that i just freaking love a lot of times people will hold the cross up to vampires right mm-hmm. and the trope is the vampire will say toss away your cross test your faith against my power and they never toss the cross away and the cross loses its power because they find out that their faith wasn't in the higher power right it was in the ideal the idol like the sim- the mm-hmm. symbology behind them yeah and then the vampire is able to overcome them because like they they didn't have real faith and that kind of shit works for, works on me too because this i don't know like that because that is the part of religion that that scares me right is like maybe it is real and like i'm doing the wrong thing and that's even more scary because like we kind of talked about there are some religions that have people do terrible terrible things like midsummer i just i just assumed that it like america is have you guys seen the movie red state (laughs) but that has john goodman in it right yes yes i saw that yeah (laughs) yeah i just marcus have you seen red state Mm. I think I'm thinking of the wrong thing. That's not the movie where the Russians. No, are no, that's Red Dawn. No, that's, that's Red, Red Dawn. Dawn yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, Red State no. is like basically it's a church run by John Goodman. Think Waco, oh, Texas. Okay. That kind of stuff. Or yeah, it sounds kind of like Handmaid's Tale. Uh, I just kind of assumed America is like all like that. No, From it's just, just pockets. There, there are pockets like that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that because, and Larry, you're talking about like that idea of like what if. What if I don't believe it's real, but it actually yeah. is? Yeah. I think a lot of religions, especially Christianity, are used as insurance policies. Oh my God! Uh, yes. That what if? They, yes. And and you and Justin, you bringing up the uh, red state reminds me. Um, I I I'm sure you don't have this in Canada because America, we we believe in capitalism. Oh yeah, baby. Including our religions. Um. We have a big televangelist thing here in America. We've had it since probably the Billy the, Graham, the invention, yeah, the invention of television. Where are you familiar with this, Justin? The idea of televangelism? No, I'm going to look it up to see if there is one in Canada, though. It's people on TV <laughs> preaching God, and people give them money, and they buy private jets, and they don't let people into their mega churches when a fucking hurricane hits Houston. And they have yeah. creepy fucking eyes. Every single one has creepy eyes. You must be thinking, yeah, I'm thinking Kenneth Copeland for sure. He has got the creepy, creepy eyes. Apparently, we do have. There have been six in Canada. Dude, there's probably six in my fucking city. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We have them so much here. I had Um, televangelists literally live across the street from me. I would see him mowing his lawn, and later on at night, if he went on public access, he was on TV. It's wild over yeah, there. Yeah, we in the next county over from where I live, I think it's still there. There's there's a pretty huge uh Christian radio station that that that's their purpose is for like the filming of the the religion infomercials. And I remember growing up, me and my friend would we you know, we'd be up at late night watching the yep. infomercials and we would just be laughing our ass off because they're selling stuff like the red blood of Jesus prayer kerchief, which is just a red handkerchief that you buy for twenty dollars and you rub it on your face and it's supposed to take away your diabetes. You know what's even crazier than that? The Catholic Church literally sells things that allow you to get a free pass in yeah. heaven. 
That is yeah. real Catholic dogma. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? I forget what they're called, but the mm-hmm. Catholic Church sells like icons. They, they 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 sell something that if you buy it, indulgences. indulgences yes. Indulgences. Thank you, Marcus. Yeah. When you die, it guarantees you a, a straight shot to heaven. Like a Disney World fast yeah. pass. They can't be. They can't be cheap. I I I've never oh, required. Wow. Yeah. But it, but yeah. the thing is, it's like if you take away the religion, like that kind of stuff, like the televangelists or the indulgences or whatever, it's the exact same thing as Alex Jones on his fucking Infowars show selling yeah. supplements that will make your balls grow ten times as big and your hair get super thick. Or like the Liver King, right? <laughs> the guy who said that he was not on steroids and then it came out, oh, he's on steroids. Something I have learned from being adjacent to bodybuilders, they're all on steroids. Your favorite action movie star... <laughs> they're juiced up because your body does yeah. not grow like that unless it is juiced up. Um, so take that to heart. You're you going to the gym and getting your cardio in. You're doing a good job. Don't shoot yourself with HGH. <laughs> um, religion as a weapon is, is a scary, scary thing because it's, it's, you don't have to have much in the way of physical proof. All you have to have is, a charming persuasive personality and you just have to get enough people behind you and then next thing you know you have a cult or you have a movement or you have a belief system or something and then then you if if you if left unchecked you could turn into something like what happens say on either january 6th or uh like the proud boys movement or um with you know our history obviously has uh real bad situations with with like the kkk and all this other stuff and all of that um is predicated on this on this belief system and that's what scares me the most about religion especially is because people are even if it's not a direct quote off the page of, of your religious text people have a way of like twisting things to making it fit their mold and turning that into a movement and like we said before it, it goes against people of different ethnicities it goes it's an attack on on women's rights it's an attack on trans rights it's, it's an attack on anything with sexual orientation and identity um and it's it's exhausting to be honest i think that's the perfect way to end it yeah <sighs> oh man well, with that, we're going to play commercial from a member podcast of the Kaleidoscope Media Network, and then we're going to head on in to the closing. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters. Sociopathic villains. Cold-blooded murders. And nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. So before we wrap things up and get on out of here, a little bit of show update. Next week, the episode will be a film review 
uh, of The Sentinel. It's a 1977 film. I haven't seen it before. I've heard really, yeah. really good things. But you'll probably be hearing Justin and I one more time before that. Um, yeah. And then the week after that will be Fatal Frame 2 because <laughs> i got to play it. Uh, Marcus, I know you get your plugs last week. You can feel free to do it again. Um, we'll kind of give you a few seconds to have the, the floor to be yours. Yeah, so just like I said last week, you can find me on all social media at Ginger Thrust. Uh, you can also find me as a freelance contributor on Forever Classic Games. Just That's my name, Marcus Brown, on there. Uh, be looking out for stuff on Forever Classic. I think some one of the next big things we're going to be posting is as a collective crew, we're posting our most anticipated games for 2023. Oh, fun. Okay. Okay. Can we get a teaser of what yours is? How about a genre? How about a genre? Uh, uh, retro retro look with a cyberpunk. Oh, so Lightfall. N- no, way more <laughs> retro than that. I know what game you're talking about, but I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> I do not. I definitely do not. I know Resident Evil Four. I know Lightfall. Don't talk about. Don't talk about. We'll get. We'll get to that in the campfire. Oh, okay. okay? Don't, All don't right. With that, it. then I'm going to go ahead and get us on out of here. Everyone, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, hopefully, enjoyed our conversation. Um, and until next time, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at PickleThing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, You guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tears, so head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later. they sell them at Toys R Us. Um, you still Toys have Toys R Us? Yeah, there. Uh, yeah, there's one like 30 minutes away from my house that I go. That I. Went. I thought they were. Su- I thought they were supposed to be coming back to the states, but I don't know if we that's true or not. We never lost them. In fact, that is where I bought my child's Christmas presents. Justin, if you ever go there and you see a Furby and you think of me, will you buy me a Furby? Those things are like 50 bucks. 50 
like American dollars or like fifty two? No, Canadian dollars. So it's like what, like fifteen American dollars or something <laughs> like that. It's twenty bald eagles. I because like I was as we're senior like I, I they're they're creepy and I would like to have one in my house and I went on Amazon and the furbaka is two hundred and fifty bucks. Here I'm gonna look up. Uh, I'm on the Toys R Us website right now. How do you spell it? And my birthday is January thirty first. I am just saying. How do you spell Furby? F U R B Y. That's what I thought. Oh, Devin, can I add a Furby to your Scooby Wall? Why? They're creepy. Why do you want to? Because they're creepy. Oh, they sell them in Canada, Amazon. Devin, they're hundred dollars. Is that letting me? See, yeah, that's too much. I'll have to go garage selling to try to find a Furby. I want one. Oh, Walmart. They're terrifying. Those things are. I just. I would love to have one and like put it in the bedroom, and have it like talk to Devin when I'm not in there. Yeah, that's not creepy at all. Yeah, Furbies. Justin is providing the campfire question. I was going to make Marcus do it, but Justin said he had it taken care of. Um, before you get it, though, but while I still have Marcus here, when do you play Destiny, Marcus? Here lately, I've been trying to do at least a little bit every day or every other day. Are you playing on PlayStation um, or on mm-hmm. Steam? I, I go back and forth. The progress carries over on uh, I was more asking, like, for party chat. So I'm sitting there. Because I... That has oh, been the hardest oh, part. It's it... like, as I've gone over here, I like, used to be able to hop in party try to play with you guys and we'd all be in there together. But now, like, I'm never... Like, I don't, I can't even tell if you guys are online. Well, for me, mostly, honestly, like, because now when I'm playing something, it's for writing. Mm-hmm. I don't... I... I would not be in a party chat, right? Because I have to kind of like... Okay, but I, I'm telling you I need it. Well, hey, Sons <laughs> of the Forest comes out next month, so... Oh, and I have it with oh, I forgot that's go. coming out next month, too! Yep. <laughs> Alright, Jay, you said you had a question for us. Yes. Um, speaking of the, being in the new year, I was very curious obviously you guys already kind of talked about it but that's okay um what uh what is everybody like what's like your top two or more or one or whatever uh games and movies that you're looking forward to games and movies like give me like one of you oh shit okay ginger you're first you're the guest Uh (laughs) haha that's fine I i got this on deck uh games wise so they just came out with some new gameplay of this like a week ago um and some people are like freaking out because they think it looks really bad and other like fake and other people are like no i'm still down for it uh it's a game that finally got a release date for march 1st called the day before oh do you know that company's uh pedigree no i do not okay and should i be worried yes (laughs) no don't tell me because i was also very i've been I, I remember they had that trailer two years ago, I think. It was, yeah. And it looked amazing. And mm-hmm. I, I've been, it's, I've been look I, every couple months, I just like, look it up. Um, re- remind myself that it's really real and actually happening. Uh, yeah, pa- apparently that uh, publisher, not the publisher, the developer. Uh, I think it's Fanatic. Yes. Um, look up like prop. Prop Knight. Um, 
That one sounds familiar, yeah. That's like a more recent, like, prop hunt knockoff, Dead by Daylight knockoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, what was the other one they came out with? Wild 8, which was actually very good. Um, but look up Prop Night, and I, I, I think uh, you'll, you'll see why people m- m- might be a little uh, apprehensive. But I'm there for it. I'm there with you because don't I don't think it's gonna be good. I fucking hope it's good because it looks so good. Larry, do you know what? No, none at all. Yeah, I will put a. So, link. yeah, it's 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 like a combination of like sort of like the division and State of Decay. Okay. Have you played State of Decay, Larry? No, I have played the division, and I was. Not good. <laughs> Imagine so World War Z, but uh, I did not play World uh, War Z. No, but like the the book okay. or movie or whatever. But like you're a group of four people. It's like an MMO. Yeah, it's like a survival, like looting kind of thing. So I don't know. We'll see. But the other one, the one that I hope you were thinking of when I mentioned it was. Uh, it's called Replace. Yes, that is. Yes, that is the name of the game. Yes. Oh my god, I want that to come out so badly. Do we have a date for that this year? No, um, I think during the Game Awards last month, they finally showed that new trailer. Or sometime recently, they showed a new trailer, but they still haven't given us a date yet. They just said this year. Interesting. Like, I think maybe Q1 or Q2, but I, don't quote me on that. But yeah, I'm so Replace. Excited. I'm so excited. Yeah, because... It, it's so reminiscent of another game that was almost just like it that was supposed to come out um the last night uh which was the exact same concept it was like this retro I think I've heard of that pixelated yeah cyberpunky kind of game uh but it got put in development hell because some stuff came out about the game the creative director of that studio or whatever like i think some people kind of gave him the same treatment that like james gunn got back in the day you know and he just never really recovered from it so that was putting i think are you guys planning on getting this the day before then i i I mean it's on my wish list yeah yes i know like i'm really hoping it was just bad I'm hoping they've learned their lessons from that last release um, because I'm really excited for the day before. Go, like, if you can, well, just go look up at the trailer from, I think it was two years ago now, and, like, see the, it, dude, it looks so fun. Like, it looks like, it, especially if you get a group of a couple people together, it looks like it's going to be yes, so babe. much fun. Are you still recording? Yes. Um, real quick, I can just like lay down some movies. Anything Marvel? Because Quantum Mania. you train. Yeah, Ant Man, Quantum Mania. Um, shit. What else do we have coming this year with Marvel? Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um, and then outside of Marvel, the only other thing I think I'm really looking forward to is oh, uh, Christopher Nolan's new film Oppenheimer. Because I am a Chris Nolan. Nerd. The first movie I, I went back to after, or it was still pandemic, but it was when the theaters opened back up, was uh, Tenet. 
it was a special yeah, screening and it was super it. cool because it, it was in their giant theater but it was like five of us and like me and Devin had this like a whole area to ourselves it was cool yeah so definitely want to see what he does with Oppenheimer and then uh, John Wick 4 in March alright I will go next um, games are super easy because I don't know as many as you guys uh, yeah. Sons of the Forest but I have been getting more and more nervous about it so we'll see what happens with that but the, the main <laughs> hold on hold on have you only been getting more nervous about it because you you know it's going to come out in early access no because you you, like... you make me nervous like whenever you give your updates are never good <laughs> they're like it's delayed or they aren't talking to anybody or it's just like oh god <laughs> I mean, listen, it comes out in a month, and usually by now there would be something. Yeah, you ha we haven't heard anything about I mean, it. The last thing we heard was that it was delayed until February, which I called Larry. I know you did. Larry, I, I know you it. did. This is why I said whenever you yeah. bring it up, it's never good. Uh, yeah. But the thing, the game I'm most excited about is Harry Potter. That game looks amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm excited it's a single-player RPG, too. That's, like, my kind of shtick anyway. So I'm very, very pumped. But for movies, I did a little bit of research there, and I have a list. The first is Cabin in the Woods. It, it, yes, which I, I, I need, man, I still need to try and re get through that. Audio. I already bought our tickets for it. it. Interesting. When does that come out? February third. We're seeing it. We're seeing it Sunday morning on the fifth. Oh, nice. Um, Marcus, it's based on Knock at the Cabin of the Wo Cabin at the End of the World, or Cabin at the End of the World, okay. but. This isn't giving anything away because this is literally like the introduction to the plot. Um, it's a book by Paul Tremblay, but um, a dad, two dads, and their daughter are camping, mm -hmm. and four people come to them and tell them that they have a choice to make in order to save the whole world. Wait, I thought the movie was called Knock at the. Is it Knock at the Cabin? I, I forget what it is because it's not the same as the book. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I've I've seen the trailer. Yes, yeah, so the, the book is Cabin yeah, at the Knock, End of the World, Knock at the cabin. and the movie is Knock at the Cabin. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. It's got Batista in it. It's got we Ron Weasley in it. It looks. It's gonna be good. It. I, I have high hopes. Mm -hmm. The next one, people might hate me for it. It's the Super Mario movie. Oh, dude! I already told my kids today that we're gonna go. See it looks hilarious. Out. Every trailer that comes out just looks so good. Uh, Evil Dead Rise. I didn't even know there was a new Evil Dead coming out. Um, the trailer you sent was creepy, but I also was like, uh-uh. And then that Red Band trailer came out yesterday. I was like, sign me the oh, fuck dude. up. When, then she, when that fucking the, the thing... Cheese grater? Yes. Yeah. Fucking sign me up. Uh, yeah. Guardians 3, like Marcus mentioned, in a very sick, twisted, and uh, self-punishing way, the Flash movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, we talked about is that. Is it ever going to come This out? summer, the first big trailer is going to be uh, Monday night during the college football playoffs. Is it still yeah. with like the, yep. the super shitty? Yup. But they wouldn't release Batman or Batwoman. Correct. Fucking people. <laughs> Oppenheimer, like Marcus mentioned, but the movie I'm seeing first that weekend is Barbie. Scream Six. Fuck. Scream Six. <laughs> I love Jenna Ortega, but that is not enough to get me to go see that movie. You do not disrespect Sidney fucking Prescott. You do not do it. Last two, Wonka. Which one did you say? Yeah, what one did you, did you Sorry, say? Sorry, I was too busy. Uh, yeah, no, Wonka. Barbie. Yeah. Barbie. Oh, okay. Yeah, that does look fun. <laughs> it looks... I mean, we've only seen a second of it, but... It's awesome. Uh, the, the Wonka movie, Timothy Chalamet is playing Willy Wonka. 
Yeah. There's a new. Oh, we get. There's a new Willy Wonka uh -huh. movie coming out. It's like a prequel, mm -hmm. yeah. And then the, mm. uh, we're we're seeing uh, getting Dune Correct. two. Correct. I still right? finished Dune one. <sighs> I'm yeah. bad. Uh, the last one is Killers of the Flower Moon. I read this book in 2020. Um, it's about it's it's nonfiction, and I don't want to spoil anything. But basically, it's about how the American government and American people manipulated and betrayed Native Americans. Um, I'll leave it at that. And an investigator who was trying to get to the bottom of this like really devious plot. But the movie is being directed by Martin Scorsese and one of the characters is being played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Book is okay. amazing. The book is going to, if you read it, it's going to piss you off. Like it's going to make you fucking hate everything. But it's an amazing read. Like I could not put it down. Interesting. So, Justin, how about you? Uh, I'm gonna start with movies because I don't know many movies. Um, <laughs> e e Evil Dead Rise uh, again. Dude, that fucking amazing. cheese grater! I have not been able to get that shit out of my goddamn head since I saw it. I, I will say they do have their work cutting it, cut out for them because Evil Dead 2013 has got to be like one of the best remakes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm curious to see how this one is going to stack up against it. Um, Super Mario Brothers, obviously. Okay, you know. Dude, that when that when those penguins it. came out the flight Bowser, I was I was done. I was in. Um, other than that, man, I don't even I don't even know what else is coming out this year to be honest with you. Um, oh, if we get a Saw Ten, Saw Ten. I'm getting dirty looks from the wife. Saw Ten's coming out this uh, year. I, I, I believe we're getting the next Saw movie. Is it Spiral, the... Oh, Saw. thank you. That was my question. It's going to be garbage, but I'm excited. Hey, it, they cannot disrespect John Kramer, at least. You know this one is about him. Yes, I'm, He's coming back. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're they're keeping him around. They yeah, are cutting yeah, out I the main fucking fair. character because they want to pay fucking Nev Campbell what she's goddamn worth. <laughs> fucking fair. insane. Um, like, literally, if, like... And the thing is, is, I fucking love Scream. I love Scream so goddamn much, and it just pisses me off that they have taken it away from me. Fuck them. I'm sorry, Larry. I do um, every single time. I because like I've seen posters about it with like the underground trains. Oh, dude, that's a good poster. And it's just like you motherfuckers, you bastards. At least she won't die in it. And they're bringing back Kirby, um, which I called. I fucking called that, by the way. Well, everybody knew they were bringing I'm just saying. Kirby. I said it. Come on. Um, I will say, uh, games, I have a list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Persona 3 and 4 are coming to modern consoles. Uh, Persona mm -hmm. 3 is amazing. Persona 4 is also amazing, but my first Persona was 3, so I will always hold Not it. Not Shin Uh, Tensei? Uh, it's uh, a spinoff of Shin Megami um uh forespoken is weird and like rough i've heard of I'm that excited one excited for it did you play the demo for that i did and it was i didn't really like it but they've been updating the demo a lot see i like the demo once i figured out how the because i played on playstation once i figured out how the the trigger controls work yeah. on a ps5 then it made more sense to me and i i liked it see i don't get i are talking about how she talks too much 
which just seems like well that sounds sexist exactly exactly <laughs> i don't know how you dodge yeah. that one yeah i that's that's i don't even know why you would say that yeah um, that sounds like someone was thinking that, uh, uh dead space comes out this month i'm excited for it mm-hmm. um in february uh like a dragon uh ishin ishin however you say it uh comes out uh i love mm-hmm. uh, i I mean, I, I'm a huge uh, Yakuza fan, so I'm excited to play uh, Like a Dragon. We have uh, Atomic Heart comes out next month, which looks amazing. I mean, there's um, uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake. There's a sy- the System Shock Remake is apparently coming out in March. I'll believe that when it actually uh, happens. Yeah. Um, the new Breath Tier... Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom comes out on my birthday this I'll year. I'll believe that when it happens. Oh, I think it's going to come out. I don't think it's going to run good, but it is going to come out. <laughs> they, will it run they, they, as Nintendo, good as Pokemon or as good as Daily Premonition 2? I think they will make sure it runs better than Pokemon. Okay. Uh, probably not much better, but better. Um, we're also getting Suicide Squad this year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We're also yeah. getting Final Fantasy 16 this year. Oh, people with PS5s are. And possibly part two of the seven. Yes, yeah, exactly. right. And yeah, right. Remake. Yeah, <laughs> right. We'll get Kingdom Hearts Dude. four before we get Final Fantasy seven part two. I don't think so. I no in Square Enix. We might get part three before we get part two. <laughs> hey, they 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 uh, they granted that we we have a time frame. I think it's winter. Yeah, winter yeah, twenty twenty seven maybe. Larry's just sad because it's a uh, PS5 exclusive for a while. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I heard that PS5s aren't uh, on a shortage yeah, anymore. Buying a PS5, I got this giant computer that can fucking power a space flight. <laughs> yeah, but can it play Final Fantasy 16? <laughs> it can. It was coming <laughs> if I could get it. It can in like a year and a half. Hey, I'll be enjoying God of War Ragnarok next year for half the price when it comes to Steam. I avoided all spoilers for that, so that is still on my horizon. Oh, funny you mentioned that. So at the end of the game, I won't tell you. I won't. I know you wouldn't. I'm not worried about either of you. No, no. If you guys were to accidentally slip up and spoil something, I know it would be a genuine accident, so I'm not that worried about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I am still holding on to my favorite picture in any video game that I've ever taken for when you get to that moment. I promise you the moment it has a release date, I will take off a day of work and play it. Oh, you're gonna need more. Right, you'll, you'll need a lot. But I'm just saying, like, I'm going to like that. That's how excited I am for it. Okay. Okay. Um. So th- there, good. there are two games I have on my list that don't have release dates. Paparazzi. Well, it's like 2023 with no like firm date. Um, Alan Wake Two is apparently coming yes. out this year. I got yes, Alan and... Wake in the bundle. I got Control in. Oh, do we need to play Alan Wake? Um. Actually, sorry. There's sorry. I, I just saw another one on this list. Uh, Lives of P is apparently this year. It's uh, is that a is that a... it's the it's Pinocchio Bloodborne. <laughs> Pinocchio yeah. Bloodborne. Fuck that. Nope. Pass. <laughs> I'll be there for it for sure. Um, and the, the last one is Slitterhead. What? Oh, Slitterhead. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it is. Um, who's? I think it is. Um. The guy who made um, 
sorry, I just want to make sure I get this right. The Silent Hill Creators new game. Kichi Toyoma. Toyama. Slitterhead. Mm -hmm. they, it was, there was a trailer last year at like E3 or whatever the hell it was. That's all. That's it. But apparently it's coming out this year. I don't think it actually is going to, but yeah. We'll see. That's an, ex that's an extensive list. Listen, I, there's more that I just, I just want to know. That are, are you are you planning on hugging your children in between these games and the writing? <laughs> so what's really exciting lately is... Uh, they don't want to hug you. They, <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, that comes later. <laughs> but they actually have started to want to like watch the like creepier stuff, which is nice. You're going to let them watch Resident Evil 4 Remake? Yeah, whatever. If they're up for it, I tell them, I tell them. You're a cool dad. Before I start, You're a cool dad. Is I, I say, listen, this is what's in it. There's going to be lots of blood. There is one, there are two bosses in that game that I am literally there are things dying oh, to see. Um, is it the underground, um, it's like the, the thing you have to freeze or whatever. When you're in the cages? Not in the cage. Um, so, so, so that, so it's, it's what, that, that's one of the henchmen of the little guy. It's like sap. Yes. Yeah. So that's cool, but no. The two I'm looking forward to is there's a boss you fight like in these cages, and you have to move around these grates and shoot out lights to make it through, and like it drops down from the top, and you have to like move around it because you can't fight it because it's too tight. I don't remember. That it's one. it's in the caves. Um, it's before you get to the island, but then the last one, the one I'm most excited about. I never remember what it's called. This the spider guy. <laughs> no, you know when you're in the island. The giant statue of the little guy. No. <laughs> and <laughs> you unthaw that room, and the body stands up, and you have to use the infrared scope to shoot the parasites inside of it. Yeah. And it just like slowly moves towards you and like shakes. And if you don't have the infrared scope, you can't kill it because you can't find the parasites. Yeah. That. That is going to be... fuck up a brand new generation of kids because that shit is still terrifying to this day. I mean, I I sent you that screenshot the other yesterday. Yes, you did. So, only time will tell. Yes, you did. You, you lucky bastard. Time will tell. Is anything happening with the killer clowns thing? I had not heard about the beta yet. I haven't talked to them. Did the beta happen? I talked to. It. No? Okay, so there's still a chance. Oh, and uh, TCM is coming in this year, which I'm interested from what I've heard about it. Just like Ghostbusters, if you get me a copy of it, I will play it with you. Okay. Uh, but I'm, I will try. We're also getting the Outlast Trials, too. Shannon and I played the beta of that. Oh, Outlast Trials, is that this year? Mm-hmm. Man, there's a lot of stuff. It sounds like we're feasting, it. boys. Or at least yeah. our debit cards sounds, are. Sounds like we're all going to have to start selling dicks. <laughs> <sighs> Let's get out of here. It's almost 11 o'clock. Holy shit. Oh, man. I have to work hey, we, at 4 <laughs> so, yeah. We've been trucking. We, that was a blast. Yeah. All right. Uh, guys, that's everything. Thanks for hanging out with us. And we will see you next week. Pshh.